The following is presented by the Center for Political Innovation, CPI, Building American Socialism for the 21st Century. To learn more, visit cpiusa.org. I'd love to hear your take, Caleb. What do you think? Okay, well, a couple of things. First of all, take any Fox News coverage of Black Lives Matter or Occupy Wall Street and, you know, omit the word Occupy Wall Street or Black Lives Matter and insert, uh, insert, you know, this trucker convoy and you've got liberal media's coverage of it. What did they always do, right? At, at a Black Lives Matter rally, you'd have one or two people that would say something like kill cops or something like that, right? And so Fox would film that and they would say, oh, Black Lives Matter is a protest movement that wants to kill police officers. They're murderers. Well, most people at Black Lives Matter protesters don't want to kill. I went to many Black Lives Matter rallies. Most people there never didn't want to kill anybody. But yeah, there were some people that were mad and said stuff like that. They didn't represent the whole movement. So I guess one day some guy who was a Nazi showed up at this rally, you know, and so they took a picture of him and they said, aha, this whole movement is Nazi. That's the exact same tactic. And then the other thing, during Occupy Wall Street, what did they always say? Oh, it's too noisy. The people who live in lower Manhattan, which is like, you know, you want to talk about, you know, not affordable housing, right? People living near Wall Street, you know, you know, are annoyed with all the noise and stuff like that. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure the people in Ottawa are annoyed with these protests. Does that mean that they shouldn't do it? I mean, I mean, did, you know, it's just, I mean, you shouldn't protest because it annoys somebody. I mean, and, and, you know, and like, what about all the buildings that got burned down by Black Lives Matter? Were we supposed to oppose Black Lives Matter because they burned buildings down in those rebellions and protests? Like, you know, I mean, I mean, this, this is just the exact same playbook. And what it annoys me, I want to shake these people because they saw through it when when Fox did it to Black Lives Matter. And they saw through it when 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 it was done to Occupy Wall Street. But now that the right wing is doing it, they buy the exact verbatim arguments. Oh, there's one person there who had some very extreme views, so therefore they're all all deplorables. Oh, they're making too much noise. It annoys the people there. I mean, these are not legit arguments against a protest movement. Now, as far as the right wing funding, you bet. Absolutely. I don't doubt it for a minute. The, you know, the same people that bankrolled the Tea Party, you know, the same people that were big supporters of Donald Trump have put their money behind it. And just like you said, George Soros put his money behind Black Lives Matter. And the Ford Foundation and the Caprina Foundation and all the kinds Gates of Foundation, yeah, all these people, the Wallace Global Fund, they've all put their money behind liberal protests. But if you can go to liberal protests and, and try to push communism and, and, you know, among those folks, why can't you go to conservative protests? It's going to be a lot harder because the people have bigot, bigoted views against communism. They think communism is their enemy. But I mean, I, I didn't say it was going to be easy. But but, you know, if, if why are some billionaires better than the other? Um, you know, and, and, and again, it gets down to this team sports. You're supposed to be on the blue team and they're the red team. Uh, and, 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 and that's not, that's not what we should be doing. We are not foot soldiers of the liberals. We have no duty, uh, to defend the liberals, you know, none whatsoever. Right. Um, and the idea that these people are fascists and Nazis, like one guy might've shown up with a flag, but I can pretty much guarantee you that, you know, that, that if, if the people leading that march came to power, they wouldn't kill and murder every communist. They wouldn't set up gas chambers. You know, we're not, you know, things aren't that bad yet. That's not to say some fascist movement couldn't arise. It's not to say there's not a lot of bigoted people who might be involved. But no, this isn't this isn't Germany in the 1930s. This is that's not the situation we're in. If anything, protests like this, the fact that the right wing are the ones championing the anger of working people about these mandates. It's the right wing that has captured their anger and the right wing is mobilizing them shows how more than ever. That's where communists and socialists need to be. And they need to say, no, this vaccine mandate is not communism. And no, it's not communism that took your job away. It's the big banks. It's the corporations. And that's what needs to be done. 
Uh, but the Communist Party of Canada, like the Commun- like the PSL and the Communist Party USA, they have attached themselves to the liberals and to the labor union bureaucracy so much uh, that they've ended up on the wrong side of this issue. And it's really disappointing to see because that is that is what will guarantee a fascist victory, right? If if you know socialism and leftism and Marxism become synonymous with the status quo, when working people rise up against the status quo, they're going to rise up to the right. Um, and you know we need to we need to be braver, right? What we believe in and what the liberals believe in are not the same thing, right? And that, that, that we need to get stop trying to be accepted in liberal spaces. We believe in something unique. We have a unique ideology and a unique history. We're aligned with actually existing socialist countries like China, like Venezuela, like Cuba, uh, you know, and and what we what we put forward is very different than what the Democrats put forward. And we need to say, look, we have a unique message. We'll take that unique message to liberal protests. We'll take that unique message to conservative protests. But we have a unique message that needs to be the tactical orientation. We are building something separate. We are building our own thing based on our unique political understanding of anti-imperialism and Marxism. Uh, not not like we're part of the blue team against the red team. We're just we're like the communist faction of the blue team. But we're no, no, we got to stop that. Didn't Lenin say that communists should go where the workers are at? Yes. And if the tactics change or if the situation changes in 24 hours, the tactics must also change in 24 hours. And he also said that exposing the opportunists and the, the fake socialist leaders uh, is the duty of socialists and that instead they must go lower and deeper to the real masses, not try to compete. We're never going to be able to out whiz bang and out, you know, have like sexier books. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the ruling class is always going to be able to produce a lot of fake socialists that are better mass marketed than we are. The strength of socialists is organizing real working class people in their communities to fight for their real economic interests. That's what our strength is going to be. We're never going to be able to be, you know, there used to be this event. I think they still have it. It's called Left Forum. And it's this big, like, socialist gathering in New York City. And, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm never going to be the king of Left Forum. And neither are you, right? Left Forum is always going to be dominated by these, like, you know, pro-imperialist social democratic voices. The way that socialists and communists gain strength is through recruiting the masses. It's not through taking over the movement, right? And that we need to get out of our heads that the movement is some kind of space we're going to be able to, you know, maneuver and manipulate and, and become the leaders of. It doesn't work that way. Our strength comes from fighting for average people and, and putting forward the demands that they believe in, uh, you know, organizing them in their communities uh, and not, you know, playing this game of who's the most badass protester, who's king of the protest cage. So Justin Trudeau and the prime minister and prime and uh, not the, well, he is the prime minister, but the minister of finance, responded to these protests with this Emergencies Act. Uh, So I want to get your thoughts on this here. Here it is. Um, Around the world, liberal democracies have been facing serious and sustained threats. What I want to highlight here is something that is just, it, it disgusted me, how they're taking away people's access to their banks here. Second, the government is issuing an order with immediate effect under the Emergencies Act, authorizing Canadian financial institutions to temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. Third, we are directing Canadian financial institutions to review their relationships with anyone involved in the illegal blockades and report to the 
RCMP or CSIS. As of today, a bank or other financial service providers will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account of an individual or business affiliated with these illegal blockades without a court order. In doing so, they will protect they will be protected against civil liability. So the banks can shut down and freeze your account if they do not like what you say on social media. The decision to freeze the account is also entirely up to the reviewer and the reviewer is protected by the government from civil liability for their decision. So a banking employee can freeze the account of someone if they don't like their political views or even if they suspect that they support the Freedom Convoy and they can do this without any liability. Now, isn't this an example of fascism if they're working with the uh, with uh, Big Pharma, if they're being influenced by this? And we know that there is a revolving door with the U.S. government and uh, these private corporations. Uh, in, in Canada, I'm sure there is also a revolving door. But Caleb, what are, what are your thoughts on this ceasing of people's freedom, their access to their money. Well, again, right, this sounds like exactly what socialists should be against, giving the government this kind of power. If you're really an anti-imperialist, if you're really against the capitalist establishment, you would realize this could just as easily be used against you, right? And that that they should, they're more afraid of you, in theory, than they are of these truckers. So if you're a genuine leftist, you would be raising holy hell about how unacceptable this is. Um, but it seems like so many leftists have just become defenders of the status quo. Uh, and because they're just defenders of the status quo, they're not worried about it. You know, Richard Wolf has been great on these trucker protests. He has made a number of very good points, very hard hitting and, and on point. Um, and and I, I'm sorry, if you're really against the establishment, you should oppose what's being done to these trucker protests, oppose the government freezing people's bank accounts for political reasons. Um, you should recognize that workers on the job have the right to you know, the right to make demands on their employers and to oppose regulations that they, they don't approve of. And, uh, you know, and you should also notice that they are taking action in a way that they can actually do what they want. You know, the government of Ontario backed off a lot of its, you know, vaccine passport requirements and stuff, because once they started the blockades, all of a sudden that, you know, that hit the economy and suddenly the capitalists stopped losing profits. Uh, they started losing profits. So, you know, these protesters are, are a lot more effective in, in doing what they used to do. It used to be, that's what leftists did. They had sit-down strikes and occupied their factories. Uh, you know, they, they, you know, they had barricades in the streets, right? I mean, and that, that used to be what leftists did, but now it's the right wing that's doing that. Um, and you'll notice it's getting, it's jamming up the system quite a bit. It's much more of a threat to the system than anything that Black Lives Matter or Occupy Wall Street has done in the last few years. It's immediately jamming up the system and threatening the profits of a lot of capitalists. And they're responding by giving a lot of what these protesters want in Ontario, but then also uh, heavy handed repression because it's much more of a threat. And, you know, if, if the right wing is more of a threat to the system that we're supposed to be against than we are, that should be a wake up call that something about the way the left is operating is wrong. Um, and I wish the PSL and Ben Norton and people in the U.S. Communist Party could wake up to this, that the working class is revolting right now. They are revolting, but the right-wingers are leading the revolt. And this is a setup for disaster. And if we don't get out of the movement and get to the masses real quick, uh, this is going to lead to some really bad places.